This is the Borderless Podcast. Let's get straight into it. Um, Australia, look, there, and one of the main reasons I came back is because access to Asia. You know, there is just mm. so much opportunity in Asia, right? Um, and I'm not sure Australians understand that. You know, Asia, Southeast Asia. Like the fact that, you know, a lo- uh, some parts of Southeast Asia has, they're back to normal, like Vietnam, they're having events. Mm. They had a prop tech event two days ago. <laughs> I'm super jealous, you know. Um, yeah. And you know, like I've got Melbourne, Melbourne in lockdown now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been yeah. interesting. Um, but you know, I think our region will recover quicker, you know, compared to certain mm. other regions in, in the world, right? I think you know, positive or negative, you know, like having had SARS, you know, in in this region mm. has cautioned us to pay attention to these things. Um, and so, you know, everybody was wearing a mask, you know, um, but anyway, it, it was just culturally as well. We, we sort of move more as a unit in Asia, you know, we sort of understand that mm. we need to sacrifice for our family, sacrifice for the community. That's just part of our DNA. Right. Um, and so I think as a result of that, you know, COVID, it, it means that we will probably our region. Yes. We're, we're hurting a lot of people hurting right now, but, I think the silver lining is we will probably recover a lot faster than the rest of the world. Um, and so that presents opportunities. Um, and I'm just not sure Australia is doing capturing that, you know, um, making sure yeah. that we are getting, you know, we have a very, we have sort of, you know, a very diverse population, you know, and a lot of us have an Asian background that we can provide understanding and access to that market. You know, we educate so many of them here and then they fly mm. home. We, you know, we provide the infrastructure, you know, you know they, they obviously pay their fees here, mm. but we provide so much in terms of infrastructure. We educate them and then they take their expertise, they take their networks and they leave and we let them leave, you know. And so mm. I think that, you know, is, you know, myself being Asian Australian, you know, I was seeing a lot of these opportunities and I think it's just, it's a bit of, fear around how how would you sell in that market and i think we mm. as asian australians can help with deciphering that you know and i'm certainly seeing Definitely. that you know from from my peers as well you know um around how, how can we help encourage that dialogue um you know help open up that market overall i think pwc came out a few years back saying you know the asian century is passing us by have all these opportunities but we haven't really done much to be honest um and like I look at companies in from Singapore, for example, like you know Capital N, um, as a real estate example, they went into China, you know, twenty five years ago, went to Vietnam twenty years ago. Whereas you, I don't think you've seen any Australian real estate company do the same thing. Obviously, different uh, markets, different demographics, but um, I think you know if we want to take the opportunities, we have to do them quickly. Essentially, yeah, it's. I mean, a couple of examples: Air Wallets, fastest growing Australian mm. unicorn. Right. I actually yes. just got off a panel with them from Melbourne Uni. So, um, yeah, the fastest growing unicorn, China, ba- you know, they, they, they went to Melbourne Uni together, you know, um, mm. you know, Chinese background. Right. Um, Canva, you know, Melanie Perkins, mm. you know, um, you know uh, half of their operations are all quite, oh, sorry, not half, but like quite a bit of their operations is actually based in the Philippines. Right. What is 
and again, like, I don't think that story is being told though. Like the media is covering the people, but they're not covering the, you know, which is why this podcast is fantastic. You know, you can get, get some of this background information, right? Um, and I feel like that's where the dialogue is missing, you know, um, recognizing mm. and, and understanding that that cultural background has actually helped them. It's not been a deterrent. You know, they've been able to access, you know, they're really, you know, with a huge growth strategy for the rest of Southeast Asia, right? They're in China, they're, mm. you know, and, and that says a lot. That says a lot about the opportunities we're missing, you know, because Singapore companies are certainly understanding that and those tech companies are growing much faster than the ones out here. You know, um, they're a smaller country, but they, you know, they're certainly, you know, building the number of companies that are raising top level funding is, is just putting Australia to shame, frankly. Um, and, and how aggressive those companies are in terms of pursuing opportunities out here. Um, I think Australian companies need to sort of be aware of that. Um, but, you know, in saying that also, um, some of the sort of, you know, uh, a lot of the Southeast Asia companies like APAC itself, you know, since 2017, I think um, one of the, you know, one of the key areas is that APAC's actually attracted 65% of venture capital globally. So APAC mm. is actually dominating with venture capital now. And if you look on that, like salary-wise, like just, you know, obviously numbers, we're, we're getting a lot more funding, but salaries, right? We're paying a lot less for that stuff, right? Compared mm. to Silicon Valley, you know? And so that's actually a ton of innovation. That's a ton of startups. That's a lot of people and a lot of knowledge coming through, right? And that's the same with price per square feet, right? With real estate, you know, with prop tech, right? There's a lot of population we need to house, you know, coming out of that sort mm. of, you know, poverty level, you know, um, rising incomes, um, people demanding more from the real estate. Um, so hence why, you know, coming back from the States, you know, I'm seeing opportunities to help build the new cities, you know, help redefine these new cities on an ESG level you know how can we build these cities to be more socially you know compatible with humans you know um, be more environmentally sustainable as well um, and how can we house that population really well and so you know with with the price per square feet and the amount of venture capital coming in this region and, and then obviously with your recovery as well this region is really set up to explode and I think it's just it'll be a shame if Australia misses that boat. Mm. And I guess we might as well go into what you're doing now with, with Reach. Um, and obviously, you came back here, you spotted an opportunity to, to you know, um, help companies, is it expand into Asia or help companies in Asia expand? Like, um, maybe just tell us a bit, bit more about it. Yeah, so Second Century Ventures is a the venture arm for National Association of Realtors, and um, that particular venture arm runs the Reach Scale Up program. And the Scale Up program itself, you know, there's a there's sort of a region wise. There's a US one. I launched the APAC one, as mentioned. Um, there's UK and Canada, um, and so all the Reach programs can actually accept applications from anywhere in the world. Right. That's sort of, you know, the way the REACH program has always run. Um, so I, I actually got applications through the, the APAC program out here from, from Germany, from US actually as well. Um, and I focus on companies that are that has um, applicability to the real estate market in Asia Pacific, to the kind of assets 
we we take care of. Like we have a massive growing, you know, um, aging population. You know, we have sort of in Asia, for example, a lot of mixed use. Like you've got retail space, and then you've got sort of office space, and then you've got residential space, all kind of in that one precinct, right? Whereas in Australia, it's a little bit more sort of divided to, into residential areas and commercial areas, um, and so. We look at technology that is relevant to the real estate industry and that helps support the industry to grow. That includes, you know, um, construction technology, um, design technology, so architectural technology, um, but also, you know, legal technology, marketing technology, um, you know, uh, AI, robotics as well. Um, anything that has relevance to the real estate industry or you want to start selling to the real estate industry. Um, you know, DocuSign is a really good example. Um, that's sort of one of our early second century venture uh, companies. Um, DocuSign 10 years ago was sort of, uh, you know, it's a legal tech company 10 years ago. Digital signatures weren't legal, right? And so, but for us, we sort of saw that piece of technology being at a, you know, increase how quickly you could turn around a real estate contract with digital signatures. So that's sort of the kind of technology we look at, like how can that piece of technology help grow, help support the growth of the real estate industry. Um, but, you know, hmm. mortgage technology, insurance as well, um, a lot of that is sort of areas, you know, particularly with Asia being unbanked, right? Quite a lot of Asia is unbanked. They're, they're mobile first as well. A lot of them don't have sort of a desktop computer. So what does mm. that mean for the real estate industry? You know, um, what does that mean for applying for a loan? Um, we also, all, you know, like sustainable housing um, as well is quite an interesting topic. Um, you know, uh, sustainable housing um, and, and sort of, you know, that, that demographic that needs a little bit of help. Um, I think there's just so much opportunity with the amount of people we actually need to house. And are the specific countries you're, you're looking at in regards to opportunities and, and whatnot? Um, I think for us, you know, um, you know, we're, we're interested in companies that want to grow in our region. Um, the, the main thing really that we want to cover is the, I mean, I, I think it's less about countries and more about cities, you know, mm -hmm. cities where yep. there is a demand for a better real estate, you know, um, cause simply cause people are moving there uh, or people are sort of, you know, building their offices there. Um, so a couple of the key targets sort of areas is obviously, you know, Melbourne, Sydney, you know, but the, the sort of Brisbane and the East Coast sort of area, South, Southeast Queensland is a huge growth area um, for us, you know, because again, a lot of the baby boom is retiring and then moving up north, um, you know, that that's sort of the, the population boom there. But otherwise, you know, Singapore is, is huge on our list. Um, a lot of sustainable smart cities housing out there. Um, but, you know, a lot of um, Manila, you know, uh, there's so much opportunity in the Philippines because uh, most of their population, like a very young population, so they kind of have the reverse of our problems. Um, they have a very young population that spends 10 hours a day on their mobiles, right? So they're already mm. tech savvy. They're the second largest population in Southeast Asia. Like, mm. but they receive one-tenth the amount of venture capital compared to Indonesia, which is wow. the highest amount of um, population, right? So Indonesia is certainly a huge market for us, but Philippines is under, you know, like not getting as, as much funding, you know, um, for venture capital, but its population speaks English 
and they're really mobile first. So we're like, what's going on there? You know, like what's going on there? Um, how can we help that market, you know, improve? Um, but, you know, Vietnam is certainly seeing a ton of development. We're actually seeing a lot of Western companies establish head offices there, you know, real estate companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of those markets are really, really interesting for us because they're, they're moving quickly. You know, they're open to opportunity. They're open to technology. They're open to business internationally. Um, so those are sort of the key sort of markets we really, really like. Um, you know, obviously Malaysia is obviously a big one as well for us. But, you know, I'd, I'd say the top three priorities for, for me right now is really you know, Singapore, we know pretty well, Manila, Vietnam and Indonesia as well in there. 